0: welcome to luke 21 radio a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of saint augustine and now from greenville south carolina here's your host steve wood Well, this is steve wood thanks for joining us at luke 21 and i hope you're ready to study some biblical prophecy we're in saint paul's epistles to the thessalonians probably the most concentrated portion of Scripture for biblical prophecy in the whole Bible, and we're going to look today at the power of the Word of God in Thessalonica. And why is that important? Well, in our last episode, I gave you seven verses in First and Second Thessalonians that repeatedly says that affliction, and we saw that's the very word used for also tribulation in the New Testament as well as the Old Testament, Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament. So over and over there's going to be tribulation. Now, obviously that's a pretty tough message, and you might say, well, how do we deal with that? Well, that's what this episode's about today. I'm going to share with you three verses or three sets of verses from 1 Thessalonians that shows that the key to having the strength of faith to overcome affliction, persecution, and tribulation comes from the power of the Word of God coupled with the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna put some of these verses up here for you, but to start with, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses five and six, for our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word with much affliction, with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit." So you see there's a number of things going on here. First of all, it's the gospel, but hang on to that thought for a moment. It came to them just not as an abstract religious uh, word or or saying or even dogma, but as something that was very alive and transforming because it, it came to them with power, and that Greek word is dunamis, and if you look up in an English dictionary, the word dynamite, (laughs) that comes from this very word here. In other words, it wasn't just some abstract thing that St. Paul was doing in a very calm way, actually. He wasn't an exuberant speaker from, we'll see in a future episode, but Paul just preached with incredible power and not because of any flim-flam thing he did, it was because of the power of the Holy Spirit came, and the result was that they had a full conviction as a result of hearing the word. Now, obviously, the preacher's gonna have to have full conviction. In other words, that word is gonna have to have a place in his life with power. He proclaims it with power. And um, a lot of people are asking themselves, what's happening with all the young people where two thirds of Catholics and huge percentages as well of Protestant youth are falling away from the faith? Well, in Thessalonica, the word came with much power and uh, full conviction, and the other way of of translating that, with much certainty. There was no iffiness about it. They had a deep embedded certainty of the truth of what St. Paul had said to them, that what? Enabled them to become imitators of Paul, because Paul was persecuted on his way to Thessalonica, St. Paul was persecuted in Thessalonica, and, he, and then he goes, but you became imitators of us, for you received the word, not just in a little um, uncomfortableness, it says, in much affliction. And that word again, affliction, is the same root word for tribulation. So here's the answer to the question, Okay, if there is tribulation, you think, well, what do I do about it? How can I have a faith that could possibly stand up to tribulation, affliction, persecution? Well, it's the Word that comes and transforms, that comes in power, that creates a faith that's deep and lasting, and again, these weren't lifelong Catholics or Protestants didn't exist at that time, but they were brand new believers. They were living in a pagan environment. They had a pagan background, and yet they survived persecution because of the way the word came. Let's look at that second set of verses. Second verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, this time in verse 2. But though we had already suffered and had been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the face of great opposition. Again, here's the context, okay, preaching the gospel with courage in the face of great opposition. Now, I mentioned to you in the set of verses above, in, in chapter 1, verse 5, he says, our gospel came to you not only in word but in power. And in here in chapter 2 and verse 2, it says they had courage to declare the gospel. Well, what about the gospel created such great opposition What about the gospel that created persecution, affliction, and tribulation for these new believers in Thessalonica? And you ask yourself, well, what's the gospel? And you ask uh, an evangelical, and they might say, well, it's the four spiritual laws, although most of the four spiritual laws come from the epistles and not the gospels. Um, If you ask a Catholic, what's the gospel? Well, that's the book that they hold up in mass and process with, and both of those have truth to a point, but that's not what Paul means when he writes about the gospel in the Thessalonican epistles. What's the gospel that creates such opposition? And I've said to you before, but You can really miss a lot of very important truth in 1st and 2nd Thessalonians regarding a lot of the prophetic passages, as well as, practically, how would these early believers stand up to persecution and tribulation? Well, it's the word, it's the gospel. But what's the gospel? It's not the gospel that you usually hear today. Let me take you back to the book of Acts. And this is kind of like a, a too often forgotten key to both of these epistles. Acts 17 records Paul's visit in Thessalonica. And it says in verse six, and they dragged Jason, friend of St. Paul's, and some of the brethren before the city authorities, crying, these men who have turned the world upside down, Have come here also. Now, whatever they were saying, the opposition to the early Christians saying this, whatever they were preaching turned the world upside down. Today, in too many ways, the world is turning the church upside down. So maybe if we recover the gospel, we might be back in the situation that St. Paul was in when he visited Thessalonica. So, what was that gospel? The next verse, Acts 17, verse 7. Jason has received them, and they are all acting of the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is, not will be, is another king, Jesus. The kingship of Jesus is present with the first coming of Jesus. Yes, it'll reach a stage of fulfillment at the second coming, but so many miss this that the heart of the proclamation of the gospel, the word gospel in Greek, was used in secular terminology for a royal announcement. It was a, a decree of Caesar. It was decree of a new king is born or a new king is installed. And the gospel that Paul brought wasn't that Caesar is Lord, but that Jesus is Lord. And because of that, they got opposition. You know, if he simply came, and I'm not putting down the four spiritual laws, but if St. Paul was simply giving the four spiritual laws in Thessalonica, there wouldn't have been great opposition. They say, okay, just another religion. There's room for all kinds of religions in the Roman Empire except one, anybody who was a competitor for the ultimate allegiance of the human mind and heart, and that's what Jesus Christ Wanted. All right, let's go to the third set of verses regarding the power of the Word of God in Thessalonica. Again, chapter 2, verse 13. And we thank God constantly for this, that when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the Word of men, but what it really is, the Word of God which is at work in you believers. The epistle to Hebrews says that the word of God is living and active. In Thessalonica, the power of the word of God, the full gospel, and again, that gospel is the kingship of Jesus, our God reigns, the presence of the kingdom coming. It's what John the Baptist says is about to explode, and Jesus said is basically here. His parables were about the kingdom, and yet we talk about it simply as something future, but it's brought near through the proclamation of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit. And the word of God, is at work, in you believers, and again, St. Paul says, because you became imitators of the churches of God. Why? Because you suffered the same things. So, suffering, tribulation, persecution, affliction, how do you withstand it? To have a deep faith with much certainty, and with that comes the ability to stand up for Jesus in a hostile climate. Now, I want to tell you about a gigantic mistake that's often made in religious textbooks for Christian kids, and I'm thinking of one particular uh, otherwise excellent Catholic textbook for catechizing Catholic children, but it had summaries of what was in the Bible. In other words, it summarized in the words of men what the Word of God said. And the children had secondary exposure to the scriptures rather than primary exposure to the very word of God, which could be at work within their hearts to bring much certainty, to bring strength of faith, to even withstand persecution. You know, now they can't stand up for the social, to the uh, images on social media. Why? Because there isn't that depth. And You need the primary contact with the scriptures. Now, let me tell you a little secret about Luke 21. Yes, we're talking about Bible prophecy, and my hope is that through our times together, your your understanding of biblical prophecy would quadruple, and I'd be absolutely ecstatic because of that but there's a deeper purpose in that as we look into the scriptures, and I'm urging you to read these scriptures like first and second Thessalonians, if you read them 10 or 20 times, it would be wonderful. And listen to them and meditate on them. What will happen is that your life will be transformed. It will be changed. The word of God is so real, so alive and so active, it can transform and the power of the future has invaded the present through the proclamation of the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit that believers can even withstand tribulation. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been watching and listening to Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at Luke21.com.